This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Romney makes the catch down the near sideline. He's going in! Touchdown! Philpini, 25-20, 15-10-5! Touchdown! Jackson, Jackson, middle, 10-5, touchdown! Jackson McChesney into the checkerboard end zone. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, September 8th, and what a day it is. BYU is a winner against Navy in a big way. We'll bring it to you throughout the next hour. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton will join us in D.C., so I'm teamed up with a man who loves him. Some Twitter trash talk, Jason Chip. How about last night? First of all, social media was a blast to be on last night during the game. The BYU praise universally was quite awesome to, uh, to be a part of. But then you had the Clemson Barstool saying they want a little bit of that smoke. We want BYU. We want BYU, <laughs> according to uh, Clemson Barstool. That's hilarious. I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I love it. It was yeah. great. What a great And night. BYU earned every bit of that praise last night. Absolutely. I, and I'll get into this. I did have issue a little bit with Navy kind of just saying, well, we didn't tackle and we didn't contact. It's like, that's a choice you made. Own it. That wasn't oh, no, it. That Nima wasn't Tololo a, owned it. I, fe- said- I felt like he could have given BYU a little more credit. I, I love Ken. We'll get into it. I love Ken. But I, I felt like it was a little weird. We'll get into it. Okay. Full reaction coming up in the next hour. BYU's win, 55-3 to th- three over Navy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, that was about as, per- as well as it could have gone. That was almost perfect. We were talking about, like, that was as well as things could have gone. So a loaded hour for you, including full reaction, massive win, players, coaches, Spencer Lynch from D.C., the top five plays from the game. We'll follow up on our prop plays from game one as well. With only eight games and a dominating win in the books, we have to ask, Hand me the blue goggles, please. I'm going to give you these. I need you to give me the Cyclops goggles over there. The Cyclops one? Yes, these are mine. These are the ones I prefer. Could BYU go undefeated. Could BYU go undefeated. When BYU goes undefeated. (laughs) we got to talk about it. Okay. And Taysom Hill and Sione Takitaki climbing the depth charts with Saints and Browns. Uh, Saints and Browns, what does it mean? But first, today's headline. You all saw it. You all heard it. BYU takes down the Navy midshipmen 55-3 to last night in the season opener. The Cougars' ground game was dominating as BYU rushed for 301 yards. Tyler Algeo carried the ball 14 times for 132 yards and two touchdowns. And Lopini Katoa finished with 80 yards rushing and two TDs, plus 32 receiving yards and a touchdown catch. After the game, head coach Kalani Satake praised the dominant performance of both the offensive and defensive lines. All those guys did a great job. I, I just, man, they were so physical. That made that made me so happy. I was just, and to see it on both sides of the line of scrimmage, I, man, that, I can't wait to watch this film and I can't wait to build off of this. 
Kalani, it made everyone very happy last night. BYU not in action on Saturday. They will have a bye this weekend as they prepare for another option team. That would be Army coming up on September 19th. They flew straight home after the game to Salt Lake and then drove down to Provo. I imagine that uh, they're back home and everything's good, right? And some of the guys expected to go to class. Maybe that's virtually for a few today. Maybe you mute the video. Maybe you take a snooze because you deserve it. That is a nobody does that. Comment. Nobody does that. Only. that. Nobody does what? that. Paul Meyerberg of the USA Today re-ranks all 76 FBS teams after week one. He has BYU number 20 after last night's win. The Associated Press Top 25 is expected to come out perhaps this morning, even early afternoon, with teams who are playing this season only. So what this means is BYU could be in the Top 25 today. In fact, I expect them to be in the top I would expect today. them to be there. In the NFL, former Cougar linebacker Sione Takitaki is listed as the starting Sam linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. Congratulations to Sione. And Taysom Hill was officially named the New Orleans Saints backup quarterback to Drew Brees. That is interesting. What does that mean for the Swiss Army knife that is Taysom Hill? We will discuss hmm. coming up. And Bleacher reports Matt Miller has BYU senior right tackle Chandon Herring going 96th in his latest mock NFL draft. Chandon's not the first guy we mentioned on the offensive no, line. But I think after last that was before last night. I think after last night, perhaps all five offensive linemen for BYU <laughs> are going to be in Matt Miller's next mock draft. They were incredible. Rise and shout. Let's get to it. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Ah. BYU sinks the Navy 55-3. They start the season off with a bang in front of a national audience, at least for a half, because BYU was blowing out Navy. (laughs) Then they bring Bill Belichick in, and it got even more boring. BYU scored two touchdowns during the time Bill Belichick talked. He's like, we're on to Cincinnati. All good. (laughs) All good, right? It's all good, man. Where where are these ones? These blue goggles are exactly what we need after last night. Just, oh, 55-3? We beat Jamon. That's what BYU did all last night. So there were so many positive and, uh, and surprising things about last night. But what, were, what stuck out among the surprising things? Look, there, I expected the BYU offensive line to be dominant. I thought they had a massive advantage. So the fact that we saw that line opened things up for the running backs. That did not surprise me. Now, maybe the rushing yards ultimately did, but I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I'm going to go with with BYU's defense. They held Navy, Navy of all schools, to 119 rushing yards. Are you kidding me? Navy led the country last year in rushing. They have never been lower than sixth in the country in rushing. I expected BYU. never. What do you mean, never? Uh, under Kenny Matalolo. Oh, under Kenny. Yes, under Kenny Matalolo. Like, since 1895? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. I expected BYU size to be an issue for the midshipmen, but I yeah. still expected them to be able to move the ball. It's what they do. It's the only thing they do. It's what they do. It's what they do. But BYU's defense completely destroyed Navy's offensive attack. They were aggressive. Mm-hmm. The In air quotes, they were assignment sound. Nobody seemed to be out of position the entire night. That was the most surprising thing to me was how dominating BYU's defense was holding a team that you know can run the ball against anybody, held them to 119 rushing yards. That's insane. I love that you brought that up first because everyone's talking about the BYU offense, but we should be talking about the BYU defense. That's exactly right. BYU did not need a ton of offense in this game, but they got it. Because guess what? 
Our stat of the day indicates how dominant the BYU defense was with an offensive statistic. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Because of how good the defense is, Jason, the game-winning score happens at the 10.07 mark of the first <laughs> quarter. So 4.53 into the game, BYU did not meet, need more points. Literally could have just, you know, punted it away the, every The time. game was over in the first five minutes. Wow. Okay, when did you feel like the game was over, by the way? Um, how quickly? I think it was 24 nothing. When it was 21 nothing, I was like, this baby's over. BYU's I, not going to blow I, look, a I just, I just right continued now. to think Navy at some point is going to figure this out. They're going to they're gonna bust a big run, which ultimately they had one decent run. Against the twos. Yeah. That was it all night long. Yeah. It just never happened. So, it, yeah, at that point I realized, and let's, let's be honest, Navy is not built to come back from large deficits. Right. That's just not what they do. Right. So 24-0, I said, this thing is over. So many surprises. One, um, what, the long runs, they had a 33 and a 31. That was it. And then after that, it was like a seven-yarder. Uh, Tyler Algier, what, what a nice surprise. This guy was playing linebacker last year. He goes 14 for 132 and two touchdowns, 9.4 a carry. Oh, Man, he was awesome. Tyler Algier, we knew that Lopini was kind of the incumbent guy. We had heard that Tyler Algier had a good fall camp. Yes. BYU's got two number ones because uh, Lopini goes 10 for 80, a crisp eight yards of carry, and has three touchdowns. Okay, <laughs> Gunnar Romney, we thought, would have a uh, breakout year. We've been calling for that for the last couple weeks, thinking, okay, top three, four, I guess, receivers with Matt Bushman out, right? Gunnar Romney was legit, too. Four for 134 and a touchdown, including the 45-yarder where he gets into the end zone because Navy refuses to tackle. Uh, the other surprise, that Navy wasn't good. I thought Navy would at least compete in this game. Kenya Matalolo, uh, listening to the comments on BYU Radio with uh, you guys after, yeah, he, he owned it. My issue was it, didn't, it felt like he was like, yeah, we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't tackle in contact, and that's why we didn't do this. It's like, that's not going to make a 52-point difference in this game. And if BYU leaves the starters in, guess what? BYU's putting up 70 or 80 in this game. Kalani Satake is a nice guy. In fact, he's probably too nice. If this was the Lavelle Edwards in the 80s, BYU would have scored 80. They would have scored 80 in this game. But Kalani's a nice dude. So that surprised me. The biggest surprise is probably how, how uh, poor Navy was. because yeah, I did not I, expect I, that. I, I didn't either. I thought this would be an interesting, uh, good game. We called for BYU this BYU was being, a one-and-a-half-point favorite to start this game. And BYU covered the over-under by themselves, by the way. <laughs> Spencer called this the toughest game on the schedule, right? And, and I said, hey, I think – or sorry, he said Houston. I said Navy. No, I was the one that said Navy. Sorry. Navy was terrible. And part of that is BYU just dominating. It really is. But, but to say that just because they didn't tackle and then – own it. You did. That's a choice you made, and look at the score, right? BYU dominates, and now questions are being asked that we will discuss later in the program, like, would BYU have beaten Utah? Will BYU go 8-0? Because the schedule's a lot easier. They, should BYU be ranked today? This is an exciting time. If it was the reverse and BYU lost 55-3, to we would not want to overreact negatively. Be like, ah, it was one game. So we need to say the same thing yes, about this we, game, yes, too. It can't, be, it ha- can't just be one-sided. That, it, that this is one game, but the way the offensive line played, I think that's sustainable. Like on a basketball team, when you're like, listen, sometimes you just don't have it shooting the ball, weird rims, lighting, whatever. You know what travels? Defense. You know what travels in football? A good offensive line. So I, I think this is sustainable. Look, here, here's my question to you, and I mean this in all sincerity. I want you to. What was it before? I I, I was never sincere until this moment, right now. 
I want you to tell me one person that didn't perform well. Uh, it, there's, there's not a single there, individual. There was not a single. Like, it doesn't matter how good everybody. a performance is. Right. You can always find something. I can't find anything. They, there was literally not one thing that I thought somebody could get better at. Like, like what are you going to pick at today in, in film? Hey, Neil Paulu, don't stumble or get tripped. Yeah. So, I mean, you, it, so that Zach, Zach doesn't have the INT. That, that was not on Zach Wilson. The receiver stumbled. The pass was on the money. He just stumbled and it got picked off. Let's talk about Zach Wilson's performance. And, and let's be honest, this is the longest end of the show ever. We've not talked about, <laughs> talked about a quarterback in, after a game. 12 minutes in. Zach Wilson starts one for four. And, uh, Two drops by Gunner. Yes, Gunner. And think about that. Gunner Romney was targeted eight times. Yes. Um, and he misses two. Th- that could, deep ball through his hand. The very first play is a deep ball yes. to and Gunner. Then, and later, Gunner makes another nice catch. His, 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 after, his evening could have been even more impressive. It could have been a 200. Yes, maybe, he could right? have easily been over 200. But you're not going to catch every pass thrown to you. Zach Wilson comes back after his one for four start and misses only two passes the rest of the game. And he is crisp. His his touch on the ball to Lopini Katoa for the touchdown was incredible. He uh, there were no fumble, uh, you know, mishaps in the snaps and whatever. Zach Wilson played a really nice game. And thirteen of it. If you had showed me those numbers prior to the game, I would have been like, ah, it's probably a close game, right? Why didn't he? Why did? Why didn't he have to throw as much? It's because BYU ran the ball so effectively. Yeah, yes, that's. A- I, I thought Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes and the whole offensive staff they did a really nice job. Think, think about Harvey Unga's first game as the running backs coach. What just happened? That's a nice performance as well. Eric Mateos, Jeff Grimes, defensively, Elisa Tuyaki, Kalani, that whole crew. Everyone. R- Ryan Rico, one punt, 56 <laughs> yards from the true freshman. Welcome to Brigham. Yes. Great to have you. So, like you said, just an amazing performance in game one. Could not have gone better for BYU. You mentioned Harvey Unga. Did you see uh, Coach Stewart, the former running backs coach yes. now at Arizona, tweeting out how yes. he – just so proud of what Harvey did. Yeah, you cannot say enough good things about the running backs and everything in general. There literally Run, is nothing negative snapping, to talk about that every, game. Everything. Great. I have never seen a game like that. All right, now, topic number two. We have spent a lot of time discussing BYU's advantage at the offensive line position because we knew how good they were. We knew that there would be opportunities to run the football. Now, on the defensive side, could the Cougars get enough pressure to keep opposing offenses at bay? Last night, we saw BYU's run game flourish, and its defense shut down one of the best rushing attacks in college football. So, Jerem, which was more impressive, BYU's rush offense or rush defense? There's not a wrong answer here. There really Amen. Is. There is not. Um, I, I do want to point out the rush defense first because this is BYU and we talk about offense, but uh, what you said in your opening comment here was correct. The rush defense and the way that BYU played the lanes and their assignments. Uh, Chaz Ayu on the, the fourth down, sprinting from 15 yards out as, as the Cinco, one of the safeties, and making a, a play was tremendous. Uh, Isaiah Kafusi had a great play. Troy Warner on one play, going to the boundary, sheds his block and makes a tackle for loss. This was awesome. Peyton Wilgar, Max Tooley, Kyrus Tonga, Zach Daw, Brackenell Bakri, Keenan Peely. I mean, everyone was involved. There was not a weak point. Navy never had room to breathe. They ran off a couple of long runs, but it was after it was over. And the game-winning score comes 4.53 into this game. The BYU rush defense was incredible. It gives me hope that BYU is going to play Army really well uh, as well in, in you know, a little under two weeks now. Because 
Navy and what they've done traditionally is very good. Army as well, very similar scheme. BYU is, I think BYU could play Army today and have great success, right? Well, I think they why, would want to why, play Army today. Why couldn't they? Why wouldn't you want to continue on with and the way you're news, playing? Good news, by the way, knock on wood if you're superstitious. Um, BYU came out pretty unscathed. And offensively, BYU did not have to reveal much of the playbook. They, they pull off the pedal midway through the third, which is a, a, you know, the ultimate sign of domination. All right, because of what I said a second ago, I, I'm going to go with the rush defense. It, it just, that, that to me was the most impressive. And, and it really goes to how highly I thought that the Navy run game was. And, and honestly, it is. Historically, that is a rushing attack that people just don't slow down to that degree. And so the fact that BYU was able to do that last night and literally give them nothing all night long, I've got to give it to them. I will say, however, a ton of credit goes to the BYU offensive line in the ground game. They knew they had the advantage, and they exploited that. I love to see the O-line control everything at the line of scrimmage and then see all the BYU running backs perform at a high level. You know, I, I was I – was, hoping that Jackson McChesney was going to get in the end zone for a second touchdown. And then you would have had three BYU running backs scoring two rushing touchdowns. I don't know if that's ever happened. Instead, they combined for seven total touchdowns. Yes, I know. Just I, massive disappointment. I, was massive I disappointment. think they should have had ten. You know what? And I know we're not talking about, about pass defense, but I was really impressed. Now, some of this was out of necessity because Navy was behind and they probably had to throw more than they wanted they to. They lined up in the shotgun one time. Yes. I was like, holy shit. I thought BYU did a fantastic job defensively of recognizing, of, of not only doing what they needed to do to keep the rushing attack at, in, you know, in check, but also keeping a, a close eye on Dalen Morris. BYU did not make his first start a pleasant one at all. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bad visit, uh, you know, on that end. Uh, shout out to the BYU fans, by the way, who lined the street going into the stadium and on the drive. Kalani Stock said the players really appreciated that. I know they That's couldn't really be cool. in the stadium. And we will, we will talk to Spencer Linton coming up, who was in the venue, of course, uh, flying back this morning. Gregor Bell on his way, probably in the air sometime this morning. Maybe he's, he's watching right he's now. He's going to host the Satake show tonight. Uh, we, we had a midnight Zoom call to prepare for the Satake show. It was, it was fun last night. Okay, our question of the day. What surprised you about BYU's win over Navy? Let's get to your responses in The Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in, Cougar fans, at Joey Durboro on Twitter. You can weigh in on Instagram and Facebook as well. I was surprised how easy it was to run the ball in Navy and how well we defended the option that Navy runs. That was the story, and I don't want the rush offense to get lost in this either. What BYU did was incredible. 301 yards on the ground, 6.1 a carry against the nation's number one rushing offense last year. I know they graduated Malcolm Perry, but that was impressive. Continue to weigh in on the socials. Coming up, who had the biggest breakout performance last night? Lots to choose from on that as well. And Spencer Linton's reaction from the big win at Navy, live from D.C. BYU 1-0 to start the year, baby. Bust out the blue goggles. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football with Kalani Satake airs tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on the BYU TV app. As the coach and Greg Rubel recap the season opener at Navy, the player guest will be Lopini Kato, who I just believe has crossed the goal line again 
That is his fourth touchdown uh, in the last 24 hours. That's uh, BYU football with Kalani Sataki tonight on the BYU TV app. Gregor Bell has pointed this out. Lopini Katoa is one game into his junior year. He has 17 touchdowns in his career. That's a massive number. I, I don't for think. For a non-starter. Yes, yes. I, I, I love the fact that both he and Tyler Algier both had the games they had, proving that both can get the job done if, you know, if one is needed, they both have the ability to do whatever is asked of them. And let's be honest, you, you need multiple. Yeah, absolutely, you, you, you do. You just do. Absolutely. And we have multiple people on this show. One of them is Spencer Linton, who's driving to the uh, airport in D.C. there, what, Reagan Airport. Spencer Linton now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. On the go with producer extraordinaire Travis Cameron at the helm. So Spencer's not driving, just to be clear, right? <laughs> I am not driving. Travis is uh, our navigator today. What's up, Travis? He's a Swiss Army knife. He can do it all, man. He's a he Taysom, can do it all. He's a Taysom Hill of TV. That's what we Tell do. him he looks very yeah, solemn absolutely. there. Absolutely. Did, did he not see the final score last night? He's in a good mood. He's in a, it's 55 <laughs> to 3. Can you show him again? Show him again. All right, show him again. <laughs> One more time. Aren't his sunglasses awesome? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Spencer, you, you were on the BYU TV Sports uh, post game. Uh, we did an Instagram live after. It feels like this has just been – we both went to sleep, and here we are chatting again. It feels like the momentum that BYU built in that game has just kind of carried over, just this amazing feeling. We literally watched Oklahoma, uh, Oh, What a Beautiful Morning, that, that song, just because that's the Because kind of it, is it is a beautiful morning. That's the kind of day it is, given how BYU performed. Absolutely. And did I stay up and watch the BYU Navy game rebroadcast on the Eastern time zone between 3 and 5 a.m.? You bet I did, because that's what you do when you beat a team by 52 points to open up the season. Um, Sleep was whatever. I couldn't fall asleep. I was uh, too amped up just to see the guys not only want to be happy playing football, but then to execute the way that they did in that national spotlight. And then when you have guys like Kirk Herbstreit saying, well, BYU football is really good. And, you know, I mean, he's getting a little bit roasted on Twitter because people are saying, well, they played Navy, but I mean, that performance was just so impressive and so satisfying for the players and the coaches. You should have seen the smiles on the coordinators faces and the players' faces, it just it was so satisfying. And I think Kalani Stake and, and the players said it best. They were just having fun with their friends. That that was the theme of last night. I love how, you know, BYU, or the Kirk's getting ripped for picking BYU. By the way, Kirk picked Navy to win the game, okay? And uh, there's a lot of other people that picked Navy. So you can't pick one team to, uh, to win, and then when they lose, say, oh, well, they weren't that good. Well, you picked them to win to, to begin with, okay? So now one of the things, Spencer, that we talked about was the atmosphere. We didn't really know what to expect. I know that you didn't have sideline access. You were up in the press box. Give us an idea of what the atmosphere was like before, during, and then specifically after the game. Yeah, before it was, I, I felt like it was the most strange before the game kicked off just because uh, you know, there's usual energy on the sidelines and it, it just, it wasn't there. It just was like, are we, are we watching a practice? This, but once the, the players took the field and BYU ran out with the flags and, you know, they're chi-hooing and, and you know, getting loud. And, <laughs> the Jack at that point, it was like, Yes. At that point, the energy, it felt like, yeah, okay, this is football. This is good. And so I thought that they, the BYU did a really nice job of creating energy on the sideline in it. And with them kind of 
I mean, I'm in the press box and they have a little bit, a little window open, but I can hear them loud and clear all the way down on the BYU sideline across the field, hooping and hollering and, uh, and just having a great old time. So um, it was very weird before the game kicked off to see no fans. But uh, once the actual football started playing, honestly, I wasn't really locked into the fact that there were no fans. It, it was just the energy that BYU was creating on their own sideline from their high level of play. There's no uh, normal or cool way for a white guy to say Chihu, by the way. I, I, I just realized that today. Uh, su- su- Super 70 Sports just tweeted this. Revised list of teams sitting out the college football season. Big 10, Pac-12, Navy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I, Spencer, let's talk about it. We were all very surprised at, uh, at the performance. Obviously, BYU dominated. And I will take a 52-point yes. win against... Anybody, FCS, FPS, against Navy, that's incredible. Yet, Navy was not prepared for this game. Kenny Amatololo saying, you know what, uh, we didn't tackle, we didn't contact. They were obviously not ready, but BYU was ready for Navy no matter if they were super prepared. It was not going to be a 52-point difference of anything in Navy's preparation. The whole fall camp and having tackling drills and doing all that, the dominance the BYU established on the offensive line and the defensive line consistently through the game makes me think that BYU still wins that game by at least two touchdowns. Like Navy could have been a better football team than Navy is right now. Uh, it, yeah, they won by 52. Navy wasn't ready. They weren't doing tackling drills, but that's not the reason that Navy lost the game. Come on, let's not be that simple in our, you know, the way that we think about this. Well, safe travels coming back. Uh, looks like you got to return that car. So, uh, Spencer, we appreciate the time, man, and you know, uh, we'll see you soon. I mean, this is the age that we live in, dropping off rental cars, getting cameras checked in. Um, but uh, appreciate you guys, and uh, what a great day. That's all I have to say. Absolutely. Okay, we'll see you back on the show tomorrow. All right, guys, thanks. Spencer Linton on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why. We show how. Um, Yes, just weird atmosphere, right, to have no fans. But he's right. You could hear clearly through through the TV broadcast and radio – the energy that BYU brought on the sidelines, the Brackenell Backrys, the Kyle Griffiths, those guys that were, quote, chee-hooing. <laughs> but that's what you have no, to, There's no good way to say that. That's, that's what you have to do in those situations. You have to bring your own motivation. You have to bring your own enthusiasm in a situation like that. Look, I have been watching a lot of, of sports since it came back, so whether it's baseball or basketball. Once the game starts, yeah, it's a little odd visually, but once the game starts, it's still the game. And that's what I love yeah. about that. And it was the same last night for me with the football game. Yeah, it was strange when they had like a wide shot of the stadium and you didn't see anybody there. And certainly you could hear things a little more clearly than you normally are able to. But it, it, it wasn't something that I just kept constantly coming back to. Oh, there's no fans here. There's no atmosphere. It was all about the performance on the field. And, and I, I think... I think that's why we love sports because when that when that game starts, that's the focus. All the other stuff is great, but it's 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 extra stuff. We talk it's, we talk about a game. That's I, I I just didn't it didn't it didn't cross my mind how different it was. It was we have a football game 
and BYU's playing a really good game on both sides of the football. That's all. That's I all I thought about. A good team. I was not going to say a good team. Yeah, they weren't. Uh, BYU dominated, no matter how good Navy was going to be or not. BYU was ready to go. By the way, an update. Uh, we were thinking the Associated Press poll traditionally was going to come out Tuesday morning. They will not release a poll until Sunday. So if BYU is to be ranked potentially, if they take out the teams that aren't playing this year in the four conference FBS leagues, then we will wait until Sunday to find out. All right. Coming up, prop plays. We started that yesterday. Some some prop play uh, picks by us. We'll uh, give you the results today. We'll discuss whether we think BYU will climb into said AP Top 25, and if so, how high can they go? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Watch BYU women's soccer taking the pitch on Saturday. They'll be holding a blue and white scrimmage at Southfield. The match will be available on the BYU TV app beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's our first mention of this. Very exciting to uh, have women's soccer on the BYU TV app this Saturday. That's exciting. Okay, he is Jason. I'm Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Time now for the Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems like the BYU defense last night. All right, BYU is ranked 20th in the USA Today 1 through 76. Yes. Uh, will they be in the top 20 on Sunday? As you mentioned, that's when the AP first top 25 will be released. Will they be top 20 in that? Ooh. Uh, or no. top 25. Oh, top 25? Top 25. Let's yeah, go top 25. I, I think they'll be in the 21 to 25 range. That's assuming that they are taking out the teams that are not participating. So Pac-12, Big Ten, MAC, and Mountain West. If that's the case... Absolutely, absolutely. I don't. That's the plan. I the don't end. know why you would keep them in when they're not playing. If right. you're not going to play, you can't be in the poll. They did in the preseason. Yes, they poll did. Only. Yes, yeah. but there was still maybe some a chance. Yeah, BYU is going to be in the top twenty-five. Exactly where I don't know. I would think right around twenty. But yeah, they're going to be in the top twenty-five come Sunday. Quarterback Jaron Hall was injured, unavailable last night. Kalani Sitake after the game said he's not one hundred percent on BYU radio. Are you concerned? Uh, I'm concerned for Jaron. Um, I'm concerned that he's injured. I, I don't know what the injury is. So for him personally, yes, I'm concerned. For the quarterback position, we knew that that was a position that BYU was deep at. You've got a really good starter in Zach. Baylor Romney is more than capable being the backup or the starter. Uh, so from the position-wise, I'm not concerned. Yeah, concerned because Jaron Hall has had some uh, issues before. It's not concussions. That's the good news. It's something else. But uh, Baylor Romney is there and capable, like you said. So soldier even there yesterday. Yeah, so Maiava Peters, Yes, um, he's the double dash guy, which is fun. So <laughs> not as concerned because of Baylor Romney. Yes. Uh, Tyler Algier rushed for 132 yards and two touchdowns. And then Gunnar Romney had 134 receiving yards and a touchdown. So we had the bigger breakout game. Listen, you know I love Gunnar Romney, my Mormon colony's homie. Uh, but Tyler Algier had the breakout game. Uh, I thought Romney might do something like this at some point. I did not expect a 134-yard performance from Tyler Algier right now, right? Uh, he rushed for 24-70, by the way, his senior of high school and 29 touchdowns at Kaiser High in Fontana. So that gave us some indication yeah. that he was capable. Yeah, Gunnar Romney was a big get. This was a guy that was getting a lot of attention from a lot of schools. We knew he had this ability in him and now has the opportunity to, to do something with it. 
I did not expect Tyler Algier to have that type of performance and look that good in the game last night. It's he up. was super impressive. That Fontana pipeline. Yes. Jamal Williams, Devon Blackman, Sione Taki Taki. I didn't see Jamal. Was, did Jamal tweet out last night? I think so. I did not. Morning, s- maybe. I did not see Jamal. I thought he'd be on. He'd be all over that last night. Maybe I'd DM him. Maybe. Maybe maybe the Packers had something he couldn't. <laughs> Taysom Hill is listed as the backup to Drew Brees in New Orleans. Does this mean less playing time in other positions? Look, you would think so because he's your backup, and if you're one play away from being the starting quarterback, you wouldn't want to put him out there. But the reason you have Taysom is because he provides so many other things. So I, I, I'm going to say... Yes, a little bit. They probably won't use him as much, but they they still can't take him out of your offense because of all the wrinkles he provides. I think it's... uh, I think he's going to play like he's played. He's just listed second. And if Drew Brees happens to get hurt, he did in this five games last year, by the way. You have Jameis Winston just in case. Um, They've invested in Taysom. They signed him to a a nice contract. Yes, they did. Uh, Listing him second, third, it it doesn't really matter. He's going to play tight end, which, by the way, he's tight end in fantasy this year, which is fun. He's going to play running back. He's going to play quarterback. He's going to be on special teams. I'd be surprised if he plays less. All right, Sione Takitaki is named the starting Sam linebacker in Cleveland. That makes three former Cougars starting at linebacker in the NFL. That would also be Fred Warner and Kyle Van Oy. Which of the three players will have the better season. Kyle Van Noy, he's about to be a great player on a bad team. So he's going to get a ton of run, ton of tackles. He's going to make a ton of plays. Fred Warner is a good player on a good team, a team that I hope stinks. But uh, Kyle Van Noy is going to be uh, a good player, a great player on a bad team. They're, they're going to have Tua Tungvaluwa as the starter yes. eventually. It's going to be a build. Uh, I'm going to go with Fred Warner because I think the team overall is going to have a much better season. Probably he's won't going, even win the division. He's going to be he's going to be one of their better defensive players yeah. on a team that, in all likelihood, could make a very deep run in the postseason. I want Fred to crush it. In 14, and the Niners lose in 14 games. That's why I could enjoy. He intercepted Patrick Mahomes. At the time, I was not happy with Fred for intercepting Patrick in Mahomes the in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. But then the Chiefs go on to win. I can appreciate the interception yeah, you're more. Like, you know what, Fred? Like, Good for you, Fred. By the way. And the then gun- my team won. Right. Congrats. <laughs> That's awesome. At the Gonzaga game this year, it was like a weird moment. So they Fred's in the building. And they're like, Fred Warner. And everyone's like, hi. And then they go, Daniel Sorensen. And it's like, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, poor Fred. poor Fred. Most of that was just me. <laughs> From the building? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that is... A little bit of the Cougar whip around. All right, coming up, our top five plays from last... Top five? Only five? From last night? From, there's only five. We, we had to cut it all down, right, man. All right, all right. an show. We have 20 minutes left. And is BYU going 8-0 over reaction or reality? The playoff? The New Year's Six? What do we think? This is BYU Sports Day. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns tonight with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon. Watch as they recap and break down the BYU throttling of Navy AFR. Available tonight on the BYU TV app at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm Jerem. He is Jason. Yesterday we debuted our first game day prediction game. It's called Prop Plays. So let's see how we did. We got uh, five props. Spencer, 
myself and Jason all guessed. Let's see who got the most right. Let's start with number one. The first BYU points, TD or field goal. It was a Tyler Algier 34-yard touchdown on the first offensive drive, which ends up being the game-winning <laughs> score. Yeah. 4.53 in. Here's a look at it. Sky Cam, baby! No one loves Sky Cam more than I do. That is an accurate statement. More than you know. Mitch Harper, I know. KSL Sports loves it, too. Okay, uh, everyone gets a point here. Jason only three quarters of no. apparently due to taking his prediction too far. No, it's like being willing to take it to the next level. I put myself out there. We'll see where you don't do that later in the show. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, all right. we, we all predicted touchdown. We're getting paid by BYU. We predict. All right, the second prop that we had was what will be the first penalty of the game? I thought I was going to get this one as soon as the flag was thrown. I was like, oh, I got this. It's going to be a false start. It was illegal procedure. Yeah, it was the second play. Yes. Navy had two dudes moving in the backfield. Yes. They had that a couple of times. You only have one. They're the least penalized team typically in the country. Yes. Bottom, like top five in terms of fewest penalties. Oh, man. So So we all got that one wrong. Yeah. You said face mask. Smith said holding. I said false start. Okay. Okay. Number three. Uh, More rushing yards. Lopini Katoa or Miles Fells? Uh, Katoa, 80 yards on 10 rushes is is the winner. Um, I'm the only one that said Katoa. You two said Fells. Uh, we did because we just assumed that sheer volume of ke- of touches would go in Fell's favor. Yeah. And it just didn't play out that way for most of the reasons we've talked about in the show. The BYU defense was phenomenal. As the Utah accent would give us, you guys Fells on this one. <laughs> so I have two points. You guys have one. All right, number four. Will there be more tackles for loss by the BYU defense or pass attempts by Navy. This one was tricky, and because BYU dominated, yeah. there were more pass attempts it, it, it was, it than was, they would have normally. Yes, there were eight tackles for loss by Good the number. BYU defense and eight Navy pass attempts. So it was a push. It was a wash. Um, Spencer said passes. You and I said TFS. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, last one. Let's see who wins. Will there be more Zach Wilson TD passes or sacks of Zach Wilson? Here's what happens when you throw TD passes and have no sacks. Uh, it's all TD passes for everybody. <laughs> we all said TD passes. Yes. Zero sacks allowed for BYU, by the way. And five sacks on defense. That was against Navy. That's weird, it's dude. So, it's so hard to get a sack against them, let alone five. Right, because you're like, oh my gosh, they're passing. Yes. Whenever Navy passes, just go back and listen to the whole BYU sound. Pass! Like, everyone's <laughs> freaking out like it's a high school game, right? Um, so, so what that means is that you have the lead after week one. Yes. Uh, I have the lead three, two, two. I would like to petition, though, that I am second in the list. Because right now I have Jerem at three, yeah. Spencer at two, then me at two. And now Ben's changing Listen, it you to can, one, three, three you, and third. You can be... Uh, I was on set. I think I deserve to be second in line. You can be first for all that matters. You want the first spot? Well, I can't because I, I only have two points, and you have three, and well, that's how this works. I don't care. Don't it's let. Not, it's don't not a participation let, trophy here, all right? Okay. Wait, what? We're gonna have a winner. Do we have a real trophy for this? Okay, that is uh, prop plays. We will bring that to you every game this season. Hopefully, there are more than eight of these. Okay, after a big win or loss, there's inevitable overreaction, <laughs> right? Um, but what is an overreaction versus reality? Let's chat. There's some things to chat about right now. This is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. We call it overreaction or reality, Jason. BYU would have beat Utah. Oh, gosh. Right out of the gate, we're bringing the heat. Um, I don't know the answer. I think it would have been a good game. Yes. Utah's defense, even though they had to replace nine starters, and then on offense, the battery of, of Huntley and Moss and company, 
It would have been a good game. I think it would have been a good game. So I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that's an overreaction. Take a stand. That's an overreaction. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Judge. (laughs) Judy. I'll take the stand. My bad. All right. Is it an overreaction or reality? Uh, Look, it's it's an overreaction because we just don't know. I know we all want to think because the BYU did this against one team that that will translate against another team. properties. Yeah, we we don't know that. With that said, yep, they would have beaten them. (laughs) (laughs) Reality. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to play that. But guess what? BYU's not playing Utah. BYU's Utah. not playing Utah. Listen, so Utah's we not playing at all. Utah State's not playing at all. I'm, I'm still sad for those guys. Okay, number two. Tyler Algier and Lopini Kato are good for a combined 200 rushing yards a game. Um, and then we're talking about combined here. Overreaction so, or reaction? I, I will say... I, I will say overreaction because there's going to be – look, now there's tape, okay? Now there's tape on what BYU can do. And 54 teams, there aren't tape. <laughs> That's true. All but I, I, I don't know if you're going to need 200 from both. You're going to have more passing yards probably than in, in other games. I, 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 right now I will say it's an overreaction it that you're going to get 200 from between the two. It's an overreaction. If BYU gets 200 a game on the ground, they're going to be 8-0 and sitting pretty. Um, if you get 175 – Although this is probably the strength of the team, right? Is the the O line's ability to create a quality run game. BYU has two good running backs, obviously. Excited to see it. So, uh, yeah, but it is an overreaction. All right, BYU will go undefeated, eight and zero. Okay, let's walk through the schedule again, just to remind you how easy this is for BYU this year compared to what it was. Uh, Army next Saturday. That's, week from that's Saturday. What, sorry, right. Sorry, a week from Saturday. Thank you. Uh, Troy at home on the 26th, October 10th, UTSA. October 16th at Houston. October 24th, Texas State. The Bobcats, Grant Hill's son, Calvin Hill in the house. Uh, October 31st on Halloween, Western Kentucky. And November 21st, North Alabama. Uh, BYU will lose a game this year. They're going to lose a game. It just it happens. Western Kentucky, sneaky. I got to wear these goggles so they look <laughs> stupid because guess what? Listen, I know the schedule is easier. And there is a chance for BYU to actually go undefeated. It, it exists, but there, like, there's not, uh, there's not. It's not all Texas states, right? Army, Houston, Western Kentucky could be challenges. If and if BYU goes eight and zero, we'll get into it in a sec. Then what? But it could be interesting. This is the season to go undefeated yeah. and say, hey, look what we could have done had it been normal. Look, I thought that this was a possibility before the game against Navy last night with the schedule that BYU had. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's reality. I think that this team has the ability to do that. What we saw last night only strengthens my thought that that is more than possible. I'm saying reality. Yeah, and history does not. Like, ask everybody but 84, but there are fewer games, there's no P5s, and there's not a G5 burner on the schedule. Right, but how many times do teams win eight games? A lot of times you win eight games. Right. Most times when you're going undefeated – you're winning 12 regular season games right. or 13. And, are, and are these all the games BYU is going to play? Probably, because after I, last night, nobody's going to want to play BYU. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I want BYU to schedule another <laughs> tough game. Like, if UCF would play, that would help BYU's cause in its pursuit of what they hope is something special, which brings us to number four, overreaction or reality. Is BYU in the running for a New Year's Six Bowl game? Reality. Absolutely. If they have... If they have they go eight and zero. Even if they go seven and one, depending on what the one is and how it happens, I think you've put yourself at least in the conversation. I'll say reality. I still think this is a blue goggled conversation, despite how easier, how much easier the schedule is. It's just hard to win every game. It just is. And now BYU is going to play its three toughest games. Well, 
maybe not Navy now that we have know that. Right. But two of the next three toughest games are on the road. At uh, at Army, right? Army is better than Navy. It's not going to yes. be fifty-five to three against Army. They have tackled in practice. <laughs> they have actually, and tackled. they have tackled in a game now. They tackled in the game against Middle Tennessee State. They won forty-two nothing on Saturday. Houston, we think is going to be decent. Western Kentucky, and then uh, BYU is going to beat North Alabama. They're going to beat Texas State. I watched that whole game. BYU is going to win that game. Uh, UTSA, BYU is going to win that game. Troy, BYU should win that game. Yeah, this is going to be a fun year. Like six and two at this point would be a disappointment. The adjusted expectations are probably seven and one. To expect eight and zero, oh. we've been down this road. Like, just careful. Right? Yeah, just take it one game at a time. No, I know you don't no. want to be the cliche. Two coaching. games at a time. It's now Army and Troy. But here's the thing: don't don't expect fifty five to three every game. And if and if, but be, that's why people are thinking undefeated <laughs> could happen. Yes, because it wasn't just a win. It was it was a, a it big was win. Total domination over what we thought of was someone's a, soul a good, is what it was. <laughs> a good opponent. Yeah. So I'm. Intrigued. Uh, New Year's Six still is a, you know, if you say 8-0 in New Year's Six, that's, like, if BYU gets to 6-0 and and they're playing Western Kentucky, North I just Alabama, can't take you seriously with the clown That's blue why we wear them, because it's so stupid. Now, like I just, the idea but see, at least with that these, BYU would be in a New Year's Six. At least six. with these, these, these are sleek. They have somewhat of a, of a nice look to them. Yes, yes. I, listen, I'm all in on let's hype this up, let's go, let's. Da, da, da. We've been there before and burned. Just enjoy what's going to happen in front of us. And if BYU happens to get Nano, that's still no guarantee to get in the New Year's Six, by the way. That, is, that you're correct. It, it does not that, guarantee like, anything. That does not mean BYU is in. BYU has zero automatic access. They have chosen this as an independent. But, but guess what? The fun's begun. The fun has begun. All right. Speaking of the fun, coming up, and since we can only do five plays. We'll go to the top five plays from last night. Bro, there were a lot more than bro, just five. Over in seven minutes just saying. There were a seconds. lot of plays. That's my point. There were a lot of plays. It was a good win. And BYU rolls out a significant t-shirt. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Some beautiful images from Annapolis, Maryland, shot by our crew yesterday. Good stuff by the guys over the weekend. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I am Jim Jordan. He's Jason Shepard. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review BYU Sports Nation where you get podcasts. Yeah, the show is also available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and the BYU radio apps. Tuesday, that means a top five Tuesday. BYU at Navy. So many good plays. We've Trim them down to five. We start with this. An honorable mention, Kalani Satake dancing. Uh, river dance kind of deal. I know that wasn't the original intent, but Troy Warner gets in on it. Kalani said at halftime that he wanted to do some more dancing, and he got after it. Some, like, Irish folk music there. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we got to do that later, perhaps <laughs> tonight on the Satake show. Okay, number five, Lopini Katoa. 39-yard touchdown. One of his three touchdowns on the night. Gaping holes by this BYU offensive line. Two on the ground, by the way. One in the air. 14-0 first quarter. Lopini Katoa, 10 carries, 80 yards. He was he was phenomenal. And being able to get the touchdowns on the ground and through the air, pretty impressive. All right, number four. The first drive of the second half, Zach Wilson finds Gunnar Romney on the screen pass. And then Gunnar showing off the athleticism down the sideline, cutting it back, making guys miss all the way into the end zone. Nice job by Gunnar Romney. 
to make a play and get in the end zone. Social distancing taken very seriously. Yes, they took that Gunner. very seriously. Very seriously. Get away from me. First touchdown six, for Gunner of the Year. Six feet, which is two yards. You know, two yards of separation on each of the defenders. <laughs> Number three, Zach Wilson to Gunner Romney for 43 yards. A lot of love for Gunner. He had a tremendous game. 43 of his 134 yards. Look at him high point this ball up and bang. Catches it inside the 20 immediately. That ball was perfectly placed, by the way. And that created four of the seven red zone opportunities cashed in for touchdowns. We worked on that a lot in the offseason. All right, number two, we've talked about it. We could not just pick one defensive play because the defense was all over the field. They finished with five sacks, eight tackles for loss. They forced two fumbles, recovering one. Fourth down stops. Multiple, uh, multiple fourth, down, fourth down stops. They held the Navy offense to just 149 yards of total offense, the fewest yards of total offense in a game for Navy since 2012. Ooh. Isaiah Kafusi, by the way, led the way with the two sacks and a forced fumble. Domination by the defense. Pepe Tanuvasa, yes. the Navy transfer, led the team in tackles. How about that? And the number one play from the BYU Navy game. Five minutes into the game, Tyler Algier gets the game-winning score. 34 yards. 34 of his 132. Nine point for a carry. Two touchdowns. Tyler Algier with the game-winning score. Five minutes in. Making it look easy. And that is the top five plays from BYU at Navy. Our question of the day, what surprised you about BYU's win over Navy? Sarah Thomas Bobo on Facebook. I think I'd have to say Navy's total yards had to be the biggest surprise, though. Loved watching the defense last night. Loved watching the offense, too. Good game overall. It was a good game overall. Yes, BYU it was. just dominated. The Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Bradley Perkins on Facebook. I was hoping for a win, but was surprised by the sheer dominance of the win. BYU's defense knew Navy's offense better than Navy's offense did. It seemed like that. BYU controlled every aspect of the game from start to finish. Better prepared, more physical, superior coaching. All around, BYU was the better team last night in every facet of the 100%. game. 100%. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutout. Uh, I'm going to give it to the entire BYU football team. Players, coaches, there is no way to single anyone out. Players, coaches, you all get it. Fantastic. It was really good. And it started from before the game. BYU produced a video that they put out, and then they wore T-shirts that said, Love one another with the number one. This was a powerful social message for the Cougars. Uh, there's four scriptures in the King James Version of the Bible, New Testament specifically, that use this phrase, from Jesus, and I thought it was a great showing by BYU to have those t-shirts. In fact, we got to get some. I was going to say, we got, I hope those are, are going to be for sale. we got to get some. Yeah, we got to get some. Thanks to today's guest, Spencer Linton. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitta in no time, although they played in Maryland where he used to play. Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Matt Bellini. See you tonight for After Further Review. And BYU football with Kalani Sitake. The Cougs are undefeated. Go Cougs!